you want to talk about? Do you have a list? I have a couple things on my list. Okay, I have a couple things on my list. Yeah. Let's talk about our expat lives living here in Izmir, Turkey. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Go ahead. No, you go first. No, I talked a lot last episode. Yeah, but I like it when you talk a lot. Hey everyone, it's Jason and Katie, and this is the Funk Travels Podcast. Together we move from America to Turkey to pursue our dream of international living. And now we're figuring out how to live the expat life. Join us in sharing in our experiences, the ups and downs, and travels along the way. Great job. We are here. We're ready to go. Along. Today I listened to episode 999 of Stuff You Should Know. <laughs> They've done a lot more than we have. I think they release something like every week though, right? Two a week. Two a week. This is their yeah. full-time job, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Apart, but still. I mean, I have some other friends who just started a podcast and they're already at like 20 something. And I was like, how are they so fast? And then I was like, uh, well, they release every week and they didn't take a break in the summer, probably. Yeah. That's okay though. Yeah. This is a good schedule for us. It does work well. Today's also a special day for us. Really? <laughs> yeah. October 25th is our engagement day. Yep, this is the day that I asked you to marry me. It's the first day that you told me that you loved me. Four years ago? Yeah, four years ago. Because in uh, in five short months, we will have been married four years. Yeah, four years ago. So now to our listeners that we were engaged. We were only engaged for five months. Yeah. And I think according to you, it would have been, if you could have had your way, it would have been like two months. Well, I mean, the idea is to do it as quick as possible. The people that like wait years or even a year, I I just can't understand that. Once you decide you want to get married, just get married. Yeah. But I mean, it takes time to plan a wedding. Yeah, it does. But it doesn't take that much time. Probably the biggest problem is like venue. So like if you want to get married where no, where everyone wants to get married, you might have to wait a long time, but it's not worth it. Why? Why do you say it's not worth it? To wait like a year or two years just to get married in that special place that you've always wanted to. It's, it's not worth it. Just get married. (laughs) In two years, you'll be glad that you've been married two years, hopefully, instead of having it in wherever but you look at those pictures like all the time like you look back at the pictures and you're like oh that was a great place and it was great atmosphere but you'll have the same memories or you'll have those same feelings no matter where you get married maybe if you get yeah we got married in a country club and it was beautiful you know and we can still look at back at those pictures and you know there are things we didn't quite like about it but it's not like we didn't enjoy our wedding i think anywhere you get married you're going to be glad that you're married and you're going to look back and remember with fondness. Unless you... Presuming, <laughs> presuming you have a good marriage and you like your marriage Well, and whatever. you don't get married. I mean, I mean, there are some pretty not so great places to get married. Yeah, but it's not about the location. It's about the ceremony and the events. So you're saying that if we got married in like an alleyway, it would have been fine. With all of our friends and family there? Yeah. And you can decorate it and make it nice. And <laughs> you're still like you're still bringing the atmosphere with you. So, 
That's that's exactly the point. Okay. I understand now. Yeah. But it was good. It was a good wedding. It was a good engagement. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Yeah. We actually have this. Uh, Four years I think ago. we have this story on our website. Mm-hmm. We might have even told it on the podcast in one of the early episodes. Yeah. Well, it's a continuation. When you asked me to marry you, it was a continuation from the story you told me when you asked me out on our first date. So, yep. And I think you can, mm. I can link to those in the podcast and show notes. So, the how Jason asked me to go on our first date was that he read me a story and it was like this metaphorical story. And I was not with it at the time that he was telling me this because I was, it was a parable. Yeah. Whatever. And so he was reading it to me at a time where I was prepping for, we were talking over the computer and I was prepping for people to come over to my house. And I was not, I was paying attention, but like I wasn't thinking metaphorically at all about anything that he was telling me. And so he had to really ask me like several questions about who did I think that this was and what did I think this was and what did I think that that was? And I was like, I have no idea. And so it was really a surprise whenever you asked me out. So it was fun. That Well, in your defense, it wasn't like immediately obvious. So you probably, it's not, it's not your fault that you didn't understand it at first. You're playing games with me? Is that what you're saying? No, no. I'm just <laughs> saying it's not like super obvious that, yeah, anyway. <laughs> we can link to it in the show notes and our listeners can... Decide you can whether check they it think out. It's so, anyways, the engagement was just a continuation of that story. So, 13 months after we started dating, we got engaged, and you used yep. the same story that you had started off with to kind of finalize our next step into marriage. So, yep. And then four years later, I bought you flowers <laughs> and ordered ordered us pizza. Pizza. It was nice that yeah. you took care of all of that, and the flowers were really pretty. They're yep. orange flowers. They're all fall colory and beautiful. And so it was good. Yep. And I'm still waiting for whatever you I said it wasn't, did for me. I said I wasn't done yet. <laughs> well, you have uh, four hours. Okay. Until, until you have to wait a whole year. Okay. Sounds good. I'll work on that. Okay. So I have a couple of things. Well, I have a couple of different lists. I have things that I'm liking right now. Um, and then I have like just some random things that have like gone on in my life recently. Mm -hmm. And then I have like a couple of things, where's my other post-it note that I might need to like work on. So which one would you like to hear from first? I want to hear the most interesting of those things. Hmm. So, well, okay. I have, a, I have one that's, I think is interesting, but I'm going to save it for just a second, but I'm going to say something that's been really helpful the last few weeks um, that I've been doing to help me kind of focus on what I am doing and to see progress in my life and to, um, I think, just move forward. So this, this, these kind of go hand in hand. Okay, maybe I'll start with like the other thing that I want to talk about and then I'll talk about something that's helped me through it, but I'm still working on it. Okay, so, and this might get kind of deep really fast, but I'm saying one of the things that, I've been, I think, struggling with and having to think through quite often recently is um, like my purpose right now. Um, and we talked about this last weekend. Um, 
And this happens like every few months. And so I don't know how to prevent it. So if somebody out there has some questions, some like advice about how to work through this, that would be great. But most recently I've struggled with figuring out kind of what my purpose is right now. That's the biggest one. Like I know that I'm here to study Turkish. I know that I'm working on a few different projects, but um, I think when you do, when everything that I'm doing is just things that I want to do and I'm not actually getting paid to do any of it, um, I have a hard time seeing how it's beneficial to anyone. And so I think most recently I've struggled with year, like moving into year two kind of seeing the future and the purpose for like what I'm here for and what I'm doing here. Does that make sense? It does. Do you think it's solely about the money? Um, I know that that's been one of the things that I've talked about with you, but I think year one had a lot of like task list and to do. I knew what we were doing the first year. I knew there were, there's just a lot of things to just gather together and do. And so I didn't have this feeling of like guilt that like my purpose and existence as a wife was like anything else than like trying to get our home set up here and trying to learn Turkish to a point that I could communicate better and, um, like that type of thing. And so there wasn't any guilt associated with not working um, because I felt like I had enough on like other things that I was doing to help our family get situated here, to move into another country, to like survive and thrive in another area that, um, yeah, that was, it wasn't a big deal. But this second year I've noticed in the last month, I've had a lot more reoccurring thoughts of, okay, well, we don't have kids. We, um, I don't know when we will have kids and I am doing projects, but I feel like, like right now I'm doing the mentor, I'm doing a mentorship type program where I'm doing travel writing. I'm not getting paid for it. And so I feel like I'm investing in some things, but I don't know if they'll come to fr like fruition <laughs> in the future. Um, and, and I'm still continuing Turkish. So I feel like everything that I'm doing is just like draining money from, from our family <laughs> instead of like doing something right now while I don't have kids to like actually put money into our pockets because I won't be able to do that in the future. Uh, well, I mean, I will be, I could do both things, but we both value like one of us, like me not having to work so that um, I can choose to be home with our kids, like that type of thing. Um, and I, we both value it. So it's not, we're not, we're on the same page with that. But I think right now I've just kind of struggled with what does that look like? And what, what I think I've struggled with, what if some of these things that we want don't happen? Do I continue on the path that I'm on right now? And so I'm, I'm just trying to discern Am I doing things wisely? Is this the right path? Um, should I feel like I should be doing other things to contribute to our families that do provide a type of income instead of what I'm doing right now? So right now I'm just kind of 
throwing these thoughts out there. And what you're really good at is like pulling these thoughts together. And we've talked a little bit about it here and there um, because we do have future goals in mind that we want to be able to do. Um, and while we can do it on one income, like I just, I just wondered, I think I've just thought maybe having a job where I actually bring in income could get us to those things faster. Yeah. <laughs> that's, so that, that's kind of the first part of, that's one of the things that I wanted to talk about today was. My perspective on this is that we don't need money from you working in order to live our lives comfortably. And you working, especially here, would lower the quality of your life significantly. I think. And just based on like the job opportunities you have versus the job opportunities I have, just based on our location and, and skill sets and whatever, it makes way more sense for me to work a little bit more for money than for you to get a job. And I don't, and I think you probably will find that hard <laughs> to not no. take that like a personally, like or an insult. And I don't mean well, it like that. I think that our at listeners all. might like, they might not understand it financially for us either like they might take it the wrong way but i i don't take it the wrong way like we've talked about this several times and you have affirmed me and then reaffirmed me that it is that what i am doing is fine um not fine i mean not just fine but yeah it's good i think it's the best thing it's you right now have an opportunity to to do the things that you want to do like work on your travel writing, work on these kinds of things without the 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 stress of needing to make money. Like if you had a job, you would have no time or energy for your Turkish studies. You would have no time or energy for your travel writing stuff, for your travel writing course, for your blogging. All of these things you would have to give up. And it seems like for, and maybe it, you know, you're in a very different place than I am. And so it's hard for me to, to maybe fully recognize this. But because you're not doing something that somebody is paying you to do, you feel like you're wasting time. And anytime we come up against a thing that we'd want to do, but we can't because we don't have the money, you feel like, man, I should just get a job so we would have more money. Yeah, that's usually yeah. the case. <laughs> but I think for, for two things, you just need to realize that having a job mostly sucks i mean it's nice to have it's nice to have a uh, income and there is some value to be derived from like somebody paying you to do something that feels like you're doing things valuable but it's easy to like look back on like for instance when you worked for iowa state and think oh those were the good old days because you know i was making money and blah 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 but you know what you really didn't enjoy it a lot of the time and there were, come there home, were a lot of situations that were not good all the time. <laughs> you would come home exhausted. You would have to get up super early in order to get things done. You'd have no time or energy to do the other things you wanted to do. And looking back, you forget all those things. And you just see, like, I had a job where people saw that I did a good job and I got a paycheck and we had some extra income or, or whatever, ignoring all of the the costs involved in in that and we're we're blessed enough now to have the ability where i can support us and you don't have to work and 
you can do the things that you want to do that people aren't paying you to do. And if you... Hmm. No, it's hard because I like... I don't want it. Sound, I didn't even think about this when I brought it up, but I don't want it to ever sound like I'm discounting what you do for our family. And I know that's not how you took that, like at no, all. No, not at all. Yeah, but I can see how me saying that, and if our listeners aren't like fully aware of how I'm actually explaining this, because I don't feel like I'm doing a, the best job. Um, not at all. Am I discounting how you can provide for our family and? If anything, I do thank you often for working for our family and providing for us in that way. Um, but yeah, I wonder if when you were talking about just like affirmation from other people that what I am doing actually matters and that it actually is moving forward, moving something forward somewhere. Like I miss that part of my job because I do thrive off of it. And so... I wonder if there are at times that I feel insecure or insignificant or I'm not finding good self, self-worth self from like the things that I am doing uh, that I that then I remember, oh, maybe I should get a job because <laughs> getting a job like somebody pays me to do these things and I can see, okay, if they keep paying me to do these things, then I must be doing a good job and I must be worth something. And that's, um, I think that's hard sometimes. It's just hard not to go from that and then to not go from that and then to actually see that the time that I'm investing into projects right now will be something, but I'm in this in-between zone that's never fun. And it usually takes three years to get to a point where you are. Yeah. But seeing fruit. <laughs> it is also possible that after three years, there won't be any fruit from this, from what you're doing. And in my my perspective is that it's still worth it because this is something that you've wanted to do. And so it's better that you try to do it and find out that it's not a good fit or for whatever reason you didn't get lucky, you didn't whatever, and didn't work out. That doesn't mean it was a failure. It just means... It means it's a success in finding out, trying, and giving it your best and and seeing what the outcome was. Yeah. So um, there's a couple of things that I've done this month to kind of help me see that I, like the time that I'm spending at the computer writing, editing, photo stuff, blog, travel writing, to see what I'm actually doing and yeah, to see that I'm making strides in where I'm going um, is that I've made a couple of checklists. Well, one, I came back from the States with two tools that I'm using and, and one's like a planner, even though my day typically doesn't go the same way that my planner makes it. That's okay. Yeah, it is okay. But uh, the planner that I'm using does some top priorities, like your top priorities, your second priorities, and then errands that you need to run. And I, I kind of wish that it was a little bit more of a daily format. This one's set up in a weekly format because my days can change so often that like I just, I need to allow for interruptions and uh, need to be okay with like kind of moving things around, but I need to be able to see how I'm moving towards to get the top three things done. Um, and maybe I just need to use the planner a little bit differently. Um, but the second thing that I started using was the Power Sheets by Laura Casey. And it's not a planner, but it definitely, 
um, at least from the little time that I've used it in the last couple of weeks, um, I've seen, I've actually seen what I've done in the month, like, and what my goals were this month. And then I can, it has like a progress bar that I can see progress and things moving forward. And it has kind of a month of like, okay, what did I do daily? What did I do weekly? And what did I, like, what goals did I accomplish this month? And so those two things have been helpful, like actually using them and not just ignoring them, but always having them open on my desk so that when I um, start working or writing or doing those things, I just look at it. And when I get distracted, I have to look back at it again and say, okay, what am I working on? Because I get distracted a lot. But then like the third thing or third tool, because I mentioned two of them that I created myself was that I made checklist for a few things. So for my blog, uh, for our website, I have like basically all the posts that I'm working on. And then I have basically check marks for everything that needs to be done for the post before I actually publish it. Um, So that way, like when I sit down for an hour and actually work on the post, I can actually check off things as I'm completing them. And so it helps me see that I'm, okay, I actually did something this last hour. I didn't actually like just waste an hour. And then I actually made a checklist for the stuff that I've been working on with my travel writing mentoring program that I'm doing. And that's really helped because... I can see how much I've done since I started, which wasn't as much in the beginning, but now I'm actually seeing quite a bit like of movement forward. Um, and I have multiple things going on right now. And so um, it's from the beginning all the way to the end. So it might be like, I started this, I sent an email to my mentor, he sent me an email back, I'm re-editing it, and then I sent it on to the editors. Like, So there's quite a few steps there that I can see, okay, I am moving forward, but this isn't done, or this project's done, it's sent to the editor, but it hasn't been published yet, so I'm waiting on it. I've been really glad that I that I started that. Like I just finally sat down and spent an hour on it because I wasn't spending that time organizing some of those thoughts and not and so I wasn't seeing the constant reminder that I was moving forward. And so seeing the reminder that I have moved forward with some of these things has really helped. Like, okay, I'm not, I know that I'm not getting paid for these things, but I, I am doing things that I like and that I've wanted to work on for a long time. And um, even though I have these feelings that are still lingering, I have to, it's a good reminder that I'm not just wasting my time because I wasn't doing that before. Like I wasn't actually accomplishing those goals that I wanted to do before. Um, and so now seeing that I actually am doing those things has been really helpful. Yeah, I think I think it's great. Those those kinds of checklists and organizational structures and whatnot, anything to help you organize your thoughts and keep you focused and on track with what you should be doing. Those are those are great things to do. Yeah. So I think that's great. Yeah, I know it's probably not. Well, it's definitely not the way that you work or you'd probably do a different system than I do. I think it's all like electronic or whatever. But yeah, you already do these types of things. I think that I had to figure out what it looked like to see my work and productivity here. Because I did stuff like this in the States, like for each task that I had at my old job, I actually had checklists to see, like as I was going through, then I would check off things that I was doing on reoccurring projects and reoccurring items that were on my work list. And so I'm not sure why it took me this long to think, okay, I need to actually do that for this. Like on my weekly list, I need to have homework for both of my 
lesson, my Turkish lessons on there because those are actually project items that need to be done every week. <laughs> so yeah, along those same lines, actually, one of the things that I wanted to talk about or was on my list um, was a little bit of a work schedule that I got for me that kind of helped me with some productivity stuff. And it kind of happened sort of by accident. I was listening to a podcast the other day and uh, the guy on the podca- podcast was talking about some white noise that he recommended, a, a website that had just white noise. And one of the ones that I found on this website was about, um, what was it? Like a forest. Like the lady went into the woods with the microphone and recorded the wind in the trees. And it's like an hour long of just tree noise. <laughs> it kind of sounds silly. Um, but what I found is that if I went to certain coffee shops where I had the like outdoor seating with trees and put on my like noise canceling headphones and played this tree noise, it made me feel like I was sitting in the forest. I think it was ca- called Autumn Wind. Yeah, right. And so I found that when I was like listening to this this white noise sitting in the woods in my mind, I was I was fairly productive. And it kind of expanded a little bit into my my daily routine usually has is me in my office in the morning. I go out in the afternoon and I would typically always just go to one coffee shop. But I've widened it now so that I go to uh, there's two or three other ones that I'll go to. And I started not just going to one but going to multiple in the afternoon. And so I'll like walk around for a little bit to try to get my exercise rings in on my watch and then sit down in the coffee shop and do one task, like work on my Turkish or something. And then once I finish that, I'll leave that coffee shop, walk around for a while and go to another coffee shop and sit there and then do another task. And so far it's only been two coffee shops before I come home for the the evening. But I found that this is a fairly good way for me to be productive in the afternoons, uh, to, to kind of segment, segment my segment, the work that I have to do, like the things that I have to do in different places. So I'll do one thing in one place and then move to a new place to do a new thing. And I found this kind of a a useful thing to do. Are you trying that because of the podcast that you listened to about that? Um, yeah, I think it was a mix. It was a mix of that. Um, and just kind of, I'm, I'm not quite sure how, how it came about to want to do multiple things. Um, the, there was one coffee shop that I would go to all the time that I know people at. And so it's nice to go there to you know talk to them or whatever. But some of these other ones are still new. And so I'll just go and, and sit and I don't feel obligated to talk to anybody. And so it's kind of like go to this one where I can just be my, myself and focus and then go to the other one where I can feel a little less focused, I guess. Uh, but that's not quite true. I focus quite well at this other one. So anyway... It's been a little bit of a, a change in my routine that I quite like. Do you do the certain task at the same coffee shop? Like if you're going to the other coffee shop, you'll do that same task there? Um, y- yes and no. Well, I guess more no. Usually what it is is after lunch um, or kind of after I finish my morning work, I'll do my Turkish studies and that's usually at one of the coffee shops and then I'll finish my Turkish and then go to another one. Oh, okay. Yeah. Though this is, and then when I go to the second one, then I'm either going back to work 
or working on some side projects or something like that. Do you have a certain time limit that you work on your Turkish stuff at that one place? Or is it just until you get done with whatever you're supposed to do? Until I get done. Because usually, lately, it's just been doing my Duolingo stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah, and then once I finish my Duolingo, then I'll leave. Which takes like an hour or so. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Your app is really cool, the one that does the um, the sounds for like the autumn wind because you let me do that one afternoon and it was actually really, really nice. Yeah, it's it's very, especially with these headphones, it's very easy to just kind of forget that you're wearing them. Because the headphones you have are the noise canceling ones by Bose, right? Yeah, and it feels like eventually you forget you're wearing headphones and it feels like you're just sitting in the woods. Or at least that's what happens to me. And I quite like that experience. Yeah, well, until somebody walks up and like sits in front of you with a coffee in their hand. Or all of a sudden you smell like cigarette smoke and you're like, but I don't think anybody's supposed to be here with cigarette smoke, like while you're listening to the forest moving in the background. Yeah, that doesn't bother me quite as much, I think. It's easy for me to kind of tune out those those distractions for some reason. Yeah, it's not so easy for me to do that. Yeah, so that's been a little bit of a helpful kind of change in my work schedule. And so we are uh, going to be on vacation next week. We're going to a conference, and so I'm trying to get in a bunch of work this week. So I'm working a little more than normal, and so it's been the the schedule that I just talked about. I actually really haven't done all this week because I end up working until kind of mid mid afternoon or later on uh, on my normal client work. But next week we don't have to work at all. No, and I think it's actually a really good break because um, I found myself getting like bored with Turkish learning right now. I think not necessarily bored. I feel like like if I think that I've learned a lot, but I'm not actually using the grammar that I've just recently learned. And, and yeah. then I realize like, oh, there's still a ton more that I haven't learned yet. And so I've been a little, I've been a little frustrated with it, but I've also, because I've increase the amount of hours that I've worked on other projects, I found myself not being as thrilled to participate in lessons or be prepared for the lessons. And so I've had to like really yeah. make time to sit and do homework for them. Um, and I just, I have found myself not, uh, let's say less enthusiastic about doing the lessons. And I think one of the problems is, is that my speaking hours that I have with one person is three hours long and it really just needs to be shorter. And I have not, I just have not figured out how to do that without asking her to come again another day. Um, and so I'm just not getting, I'm only getting in maybe 10 hours a week and hardly any personal study Whereas I think last year I was doing maybe 20 hours a week and I was doing more time with people and then more personal study. And I've, I've let personal study dropped off quite a bit. And so mm. maybe I can take that next week and just not having any type of language, maybe get ahead on some of my other projects. And then maybe that will help me be a little bit more enthusiastic about getting back into language learning. Yeah, I don't know how much free time we'll have or not with that conference that we'll be at, but yeah, I'm not, we'll see. I'm not sure either, but I think just having three days away from home before we actually do the conference will be helpful. Like being out of routine, not feeling like I need to do house chores or laundry or that type of thing. Um, I think mm -hmm. sometimes getting out of routine, sometimes it just allows you to do some of the things that you put off. Um, and I think just not having the lessons will help 
just give my mind a little bit of a break and maybe absorb some of the grammar that I have learned. And yeah. so I uh, have completed all of the grammar in Duolingo now. I have a couple of like bubbles lessons left, but I'm pretty sure they're all just like vocabulary stuff. Mm-hmm. So according to Duolingo, I know all of the grammar. That's great. But I'm sure it's not true, though I did actually use some of it today to say what I wanted to say in a text message to oh, a friend. That's good. I said, this is what I want to say, and they know how to say it in Turkish. <laughs> it's a good feeling. Yeah. yeah. And it's like one of those like complicated grammar that it like really makes you feel like you're speaking another language. Mm-hmm. Because so far, because I, I like I had to go to the bank today, and so I was speaking to the teller in Turkish, and it's not very complicated. But after I left... I, I was reflecting on the experience thinking, you know, I just spoke Turkish to this guy and he spoke it back to me and, you know, we did what we needed to do. But it didn't feel like I was, and I don't know how to say this. It's not quite right to say like that we're like talking in code, but because like the words that I say in Turkish don't have, they don't feel like they mean what I say. You know, if I want to say, I want to deposit this money. In English, when I say that, it like means something. It has weight. It's like powerful thing to say. But if I say it in Turkish, it's just like it doesn't feel like it means anything. Is it just because you're not sure what you're actually saying? Like you're always just questioning whether or not what you're saying is actually what you're saying? Maybe. Because sometimes I feel like that. Maybe. Like I think I'm saying one thing, but I'm actually not saying it. So. Yeah. I think it's, and I think I've talked about this before about the way words, even though I like know they mean the right thing, they don't feel like they mean the right thing. They don't feel like they have the meaning behind them. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just kind of this same thing. And I wonder if just at some point it'll just switch, and then like Turkish will feel like it's weighty. I think the I more that you use it, the more that you talk to people, like at least some of the more basic grammar and basic words um, and certain people that I communicate with, the things that I say to them over and over again, it just seems completely normal. But some of the harder stuff when I have to think about what I'm saying to them, it doesn't seem normal. And then I'm like, have I, have I said anything right? Is that's what I start thinking about. And so that gets really frustrating for not for them, but for me, like, um, cause what I feel super confident about five minutes ago, I now feel not confident at all about what I'm trying to say to that person. So, yeah, but, um, I think it would help to do more personal study though, like what you're doing. Um, cause maybe I would feel less frustrated if I could get through in personal study, just read through all the grammar that I should be learning. And then I could see like maybe what I haven't done, but I do have another checklist for that. <laughs> So yeah. someone else had um, a checklist of things that they're working on in grammar um, with a personal tutor. Um, and so I can see like what I've done and then kind of what we have to go. And there's still quite a bit, but that's been helpful to kind of see, okay, I have done this. I have done that. And before I just didn't even have a list and I wasn't keeping track of it. So yeah, maybe I should look at that list to see, to see what you've done, to see what of those that I recognize are. Or if you there's could, anything that Duolingo just doesn't teach that should 
be taught or whatever. Yeah, or you could use it as like a speaking type thing, like find someone to speak about this grammar on or to do homework in this area with or that type of thing. Yeah. But yeah, I found myself um, kind of at the verge of, okay, I think I need a break just because I've learned maybe four or five new grammar points. And that's not a lot for some people, but like when I want to actually use them, everyday language and I'm not using them I need to start using them so maybe that'll help yeah yeah it's just hard to kind of change the way you think in order to say things because in English we have just a certain way of saying things and in Turkish um they just change they just change like the flow of thought and then rearrange it and it's hard to get your mind back into that place like for example if I wanted to say in English, she told me you didn't buy it. To say that in Turkish, you would say in rough translation, you're not buying it, she told me about. And it just kind of like rearranges everything. And it's hard to just kind of fluently change the flow of thought. So even though like I know the grammar to be able to make it come out naturally and fluently, even the ideas to get rearranged into the right place is difficult. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to the the break from work as well. I'll probably end up working some, um, even if not for my main client. I just have a, I have another project for a different client that I have occasionally that I'll probably need to make some progress on, but it'll, it'll still be a good break because I'll work significantly less. So that'll be good. So the last episode, I kind of changed things up a bit and we just stopped Without kind of an ending thing. But you didn't like that, did you? No, it was so awkward. It was so awkward because people who are listening and listeners, you can support my view on this if you want um, by sending a quick email and telling Jason how much you didn't like it. Um, But I think that the people who do listen enjoy the little exit out out of the, you know, podcast. And so they know it's finishing they know it's what the end's coming because the music starts. And I think they just, I think it's just a natural ending to what we do. Like if we're not going to have an ending, then let's not have a beginning, which you only do the beginning because I want to do it anyways. But yes, I can see where the ending was cool for maybe one episode, but I actually really like the music ending the podcast on a happy note. So all that being said, if you want to read more about what we talked about, go to our website at funktravels.com and we'll see you next time. Bye.